0: Chicago Brothers Bears podcast. It is week one, Packers Week. We are ready to go. Andre, football is back. And as we record this, football is literally back because the Chiefs in Detroit just kicked off.
1: I am so excited. This is this is what I feel like we've done so many podcasts. We've all talked about it even since the draft and da and like here we go. It's time for kickoff. It's gonna be awesome.
0: Yeah, here we go is for real. I mean, we are ready to rock with the Bears and Packers on Sunday. This is one of those matchups where it's been a long time coming where I'm looking at this matchup and going, the Bears should win this game, right? Like, (laughs) when's the last time you've watched a Bears-Packers game where you go? Well, when was the last time you saw
1: a Bears-Packers game where there was no Brett Favre? And then no Aaron Rodgers. It's like, been a
0: long time. Well, yeah, when's I mean, the last was, time you can say we had the better quarterback in that matchup, right?
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and let's – we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. That's a good thing to talk about. But, I mean, this is the post-Aaron Rodgers start. This is the era. This is – you know, now you've got some young guns uh, inside this division. You know, not Kirk Cousins, but the other three teams are relatively young quarterbacks, and this is – Who's going to be the heir apparent? Something to talk about
0: for sure. Anyway. Yeah, somebody's going to have to take control of the division. I think both teams, Bears and Packers, obviously have some unproven, uh, you know, big question marks in, in multiple positions. So let's dig, dig into that, Andre. A couple of matchups to watch. Uh, I will give you mine first. I am most interested to see, obviously with uh, – the Packers defense being pretty poor against the run they weren't like as bad as the Bears were against the run last year mm-hmm. but they weren't great I'm curious to see how well the Bears come out and commit to the run and can we just move Green Bay's line off and create some space for Herbert Foreman Fields and just take control of the game on the ground
1: yeah I, I'm I would have to echo that. I'm really looking forward to seeing, and specifically, my I want to see if Darnell Wright's in the game. Hopefully he's going to play. But I'm kind of like looking for how our tackles perform. Can they hold up well in the run game? Are they going to show dominance off the line and put that that surge? And then in the passing game, are they going to hold up? I'm, I'm kind of interesting to see you know, Braxton Jones, Darnell Wright on the offensive line. But you're absolutely right. The Bears, everyone thinks we've got all these weapons and all stuff. That's great. The Bears are still, in my mind, a running team first.
0: Yeah, I think they were definitely a running team first. And, you know, as much as I hate saying it, I went back and watched some Green Bay games from last season, particularly the two Bears games. And I watched, you know, the all-22s from Green Bay's preseason games. And the place Green Bay can be beat, especially last season was against the run. But as much as green Bay's defense is touted as kind of being, okay, this should be a bounce back here. They're still weak at safety and they can be beat over the middle. And it showed last season, it showed some in the preseason. There's a nice soft gap in the middle. So uh, for me personally, I'm looking for, you know, big games from Cole commit DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney in the passing game, especially over the middle. Um, And then on the reverse side of that is the bear secondary should be a strength. So if green, you know, Jordan love is not a proven quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, right? We've only seen him ever have one start when Aaron Rodgers had COVID are the bears you think going to stack against the run and really try to force Jordan love to beat them. Or are they going to sit kind of more in their traditional cover two And, you know, see what happens in the run game
1: i'll tell you right now if we don't stop the run uh then jordan love he has the potential to pick us apart because you're basically i mean they have they still have a, a a I think a very i think a pretty good receiving core and jordan love it's an unknown thing but you know unfortunately for the bears it's a very formulaic way that Green Bay has operated and other teams have operated to success meaning you have a stellar quarterback you have an heir apparent who sat behind the quarterback for a while and then gets their chance and like Mahomes been there not as much but then you can Aaron Rodgers so there is something to be said about having a uh, the next quarterback up be on the roster be the, the backup for a while to a very competent very good quarterback So history for Jared and love is looking pretty good. Now, if it actually turns out to be that way, I have no idea. So, but if we allow that guy to hand the ball off and do play action, it's only going to make him more comfortable. And I feel at that point, then it's going to be looking down for the bears to be honest. We spent a lot of money to help shore up the middle of that, the front seven. So we got to see some results there. And again, we haven't seen a lot of them play together. So, I'll be very interesting to see, really it comes down to, it, are we aggressive? Are we going to be, are we hitting? Like, are we going to start to see like this attitude from the team, a nastiness is what I'm kind of hoping for. Even if they, you know, do these short passes, like four, like we run into the ball, four or five guys are hitting somebody, right? That's, that's what you want to see. You want to see that hustle. Nope. That'll happen. We're going to see, I'm interested. We got to stop the run though. That's key. If we, if they can get, they will never, you'll never put Jordan Love in a position to, to fail against you if he can turn around and hand the ball off and get four or five yards.
0: Yeah, if he's in second and manageable or third and short consistently, it's going to be a long day for the Bears' D. Um, and you bring up two interesting points, and I, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, the first one is coming out of Green Bay, you know, you mentioned their receiving core, and while very, very young, are very talented, but Christian Watson may not play and Romeo Dobbs may not play, which means their starting receivers – are rookies two of which would be undrafted right so if you're talking about you know Aaron Rodgers had a tough time with these young receivers last year you're not looking at Jordan Love playing with a bunch of rookies I mean that would be a huge advantage for the Bears should that be the case so there's that question to you and then so let me get your take on that and then I'm going to follow up with one more
1: yeah so listen can't control injuries you want, you know, you always want to maybe get the team's best shot so you can say, hey, you know, we took it to them with their best. But the bottom line, you don't care. Deep down, you're like, hey, you got some starters, key starters injured. That makes it easier for us. Or we want to win. I mean, you always want to win. Like if Jordan's not playing, you're like, man, I want to beat Jordan. But then deep down, you're like, thank God he's not playing, right? Because yeah. ultimately you want the W. And in the NFL, you know, you've only got so many games, So you're going to take the fact that their starting receivers are not going to be there potentially uh, and you just take advantage of it. You know, you lock them down and, you know, you try to take, but you just, this is the thing about the NFL is you have this, like, maybe these rookies are pretty good uh, and Jordan Love is a pretty good player. So you just don't know for sure. But do you like that? Do you like that advantage as a player? I think you do because you just want to win. I mean, wins, wins and losses is the only thing that matters in the end.
0: Yeah, and I think it, that definitely gives uh, maybe a little bit of breathing room to Tyreek Stevenson, who's not going up against, uh, you know, even a slightly more experienced receiver, uh, yeah. someone who, you know, he may be a little bit more comfortable taking on, especially in his first game. The other question I had to you is this. Uh, obviously, we've you know, we've mentioned this before. It is the end of the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. And if you recall, when Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur – uh, were first starting out in Green Bay together, LaFleur tried to institute an offense and Aaron Rodgers kind of wasn't having it, right? So it was changed around to some extent to kind of fit what Aaron Rodgers wanted to do in terms of checks at the line, different route combinations. But now with Rodgers gone, it is Matt LaFleur's uh, offense being instituted by Jordan Love, which is really the same system Luke Getze came out of, right? That Shanahan style offense do you think there is some advantage to kind of knowing how their system operates uh you know and that it's on both sides of the ball i don't know
1: it, it depends it really comes down to it is if these guys are are good they will tailor the offense and customize it enough based on the ta- the skill sets so yes they might have some very similar principles But they could actually have quite a lot of variation because you have some nuances based on our offensive line, our running backs, and especially Justin Fields and what he does best. And the same thing can be said for Lafleur, you know, adjusting the base offense to be tailored. So, yeah. But, you know, to be honest, Mike, at this point, I think a lot of offenses do have a lot of similarities Um, anyways, when it comes to overall schemes and stuff, and you kind of have a lot of overlap. So it's just one of those things where I don't know if it's, it probably helps more for people who are moving from offense to offense, like if they get brought in to understand it versus going up against it. Cause you can say the same thing about the Tampa two defense, right? Like, Hey, we've gone up against Tampa two defenses, so we know how to play against it or something like that. Right. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to mean a whole lot, I just feel like the teams are constructed potentially differently um, and the skill positions are different, but on the same hand, you know, Jordan love is a very athletic quarterback. I mean, I'm not saying as he has has had the same athleticism as Justin Fields, but he's definitely has a dynamic to him that probably Aaron Rodgers doesn't have, or was utilizing. Right. So they might be very similar. Um, this is why we're going to watch. I mean, we're going to learn a lot about not only the Bears, but we're going to learn a lot about Green Bay, uh, and we're going to see if that that matters.
0: Yeah, and the Bears come into this game as a one-point favorite. Originally started out just, I think, two-and-a-half or three points, depending on which line you were looking at, which has been bedded down. So the money is obviously coming in on the Packers with the points. Um You know, you you make an interesting point in terms of of how these teams coach to their players and and the players are different. I'm looking at, you know, skill positions or, or, or position groupings and, you know, for the longest time, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, when's the last time you can say that the Bears had the better quarterback, right? But not only that, especially considering the injuries we just talked about, the Bears probably have the better receiving core. So the passing game for the Bears should be advantageous right now It compares on how they go up against their defense. But if you're looking at it just player to player, I mean, on paper, the Bears should be better on the offense, like look like they're better. Now, I think Green Bay's offensive line is probably better than the Bears. And a lot of that, I think, comes into, you know, and another thing we wanted to get into is the shuffling of the offensive line with Lucas Patrick now going to center and Cody Whitehair going to guard. Um to me, this is, I think, indicative of I don't think Iberflus and Getsy were l- enjoying what they were seeing from white hair at center. Um, but I want to get your take on how you think this offensive line shakes out. So I think
1: they're going to put their best five offensive linemen on the field once you get Jenkins back. And I think if you look at what we saw in the in the uh, Tennessee preseason game when we had that starting lineup, I think Cody Whitehair is a better offensive lineman than Lucas Patrick. And so what you're saying is that maybe Cody Whitehair is not the center we want him to be, but he's definitely a better center than Lucas Patrick probably is. And he's definitely – so what I'm saying is that if you had a choice, are you going to take Cody Whitehair out when Jenkins comes in or are you going to slide Cody O'Hara back to center? And I think you're going to have Cody Cody go back to center once Jenkins comes back. And yeah, that,
0: obviously we're going to see over the next four games really what that's going to look like. Uh, yeah, so I
1: mean he's got they, the Bears want versatility. They brought in Dan Freene, or Feeney. They bought a Dan Feeney, they got another, they got uh, Trent Taylor to further return punts, which is a huge move because that was a shaky part of our game, we were just talking about it, right? So we made some roster changes, We, we got Pettis is gone, uh, we lost another receiver too. Was also gone.
0: Yeah, those guys got injury settlements. I mean, they weren't really. They were on IR. Uh, yeah, maybe. but
1: I mean, they they just basically got re- they got you know released so we can find some room. Yeah. So we brought
0: in we so we we
1: made some literally some line chains or some shuffles like right last minute more or less you know which is going to happen. Um, so we're going to see. Really, this is a. This is the thing when you don't play as many as much as preseason as you should. Right? You have three preseason games. The starters don't play this much. How, this is the first game is always strange. Now, we had the exact same – I had the exact same feeling last year, right? San Francisco's coming into town. We haven't hardly played any preseason. Like, what are we going to be like? And it was shocking. Like, oh, my God, the Bears could be something. So I'm always going to have to say, how do we play? How is it going to look? How does it feel? Does it look dominant? Do we just barely win? Like, we're going to – and we'll have our analysis after the game. But if you were to tell me after the 49er game, are we going to be the first pick in the draft? You probably just said, no, no way. We just beat the 49ers at home. It was a muddy game, but we still came out and we won. And then we were the first pick in the draft. So this first game is basically a wild happening.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit of extended preseason that counts. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately,
1: that's what it is. So but we're going to definitely see some trends. We want to see if the offensive lines hold up to the pass rush. Like, is Justin Fields running for his life? Does he feel comfortable back there? We're going to want to see some progress. Like, and like to your point. If we have the best receiving core on the field that day, are we going to see it? It's it's nice to say it on paper. And on paper, we might look good. But are we actually going to – is it going to show? And that's something to be said. We'll yeah. find out.
0: Is it something that the Bears can actually take advantage of, or at least defensively? right, prevent Green Bay from kind of getting the chunk play and force them into running the ball. And then if you can stack the box, maybe you can defend the run a little better. There's all the combinations and coaching and adjustments that go into those kind of things. Yeah. Um, So let's let's look at it. We got a few minutes left. Give me your – I don't want to get the score prediction yet. I'll ask you that towards the end. But who are the key players you're looking at in this game?
1: All right, so I think it goes without saying Justin Fields uh, and DJ Moore. I think if they're, they're going to be people I look at to see how of an impact. Because DJ might catch three passes, but it might be for like 90 yards and a touchdown, right? So it, it's going to be those how, – how well did they, does that chemistry extend into the regular season? And then I'm – to be honest, I'm looking at Tremaine Edwards. I want to see Tremaine Edwards in the middle of the defense, flying around, hitting fools and showcasing why he was such a coveted free agent. Um, To me, that's that's going to be something that I'm really focusing on the middle of that defense. You know, Chicago loves their middle linebackers. So let's just see what kind of middle linebacker we got uh, in this new system or in the system with Eberflus. So those are the people I'm really paying attention to for this game.
0: Yeah, and and so for me, part of it, Edwards is is one who I had circled, right? I mean, I looked at his numbers in Buffalo last year. You know, he had one game where I think he had two or three tackles in week two, and then in, I think, week six or seven, he had like 16 in one game, right? In this game, I'm saying he better have a lot, right? Because that means we're stuffing the run. If he's, you know, in the double-digit tackles this week, I mean, the run is going to be – Obviously, defending the run is going to be how the Bears win this game from the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. The other player who I'm really looking at, and part of it it comes to who's going to be active or inactive, especially in the wide receiver room. Right. You've got Velas, who's supposed to be returning kicks. You know, uh, Tyler Scott, who is could return kicks. He had a couple of real nice returns against Indianapolis. Yeah, those two guys are returning kicks. They they got it. That's what I was saying. But I'm I'm thinking Tyler Scott might be inactive this game, and they dress equanimous, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, Trent Taylor is going to be active. Trent Taylor's will be active. He'll be returning punts and special teams. Yeah, I don't think. Valus will be returning kicks, and Valus is also a very good gunner on punt coverage. Um, but I'm curious to see kind of how the back end of that receiver room plays out, and whoever it is that's back there, I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be, you know, the two, the t- both teams have a lot of unknowns. and I think they're very close in terms of talent level and kind of, you know, All what right. seasonal expectations are. It's going to be, where's the big play coming? Is it a special teams? Is it a turnover? Something like that. So th- I'm really focusing on on the return game with Velas and uh, Trent Taylor.
1: Okay. So Michael, here you go. Who's going to have, A more productive game. Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney.
0: It's going to be Claypool.
1: Okay. Are the Bears going to have more than two turnovers on defense? Yes. Okay. So those answers point to a victory, in my opinion.
0: So as we get there, I will give you my prediction. Uh, I am going to say the Bears win this game 23-14. to
1: Hmm. I have Bears winning 28-17.
0: So we both have a double or close to a double-digit win Mm -hmm. um, in a pretty dominant fashion. Yeah, I Uh, think our predictions from last week, we both had the Bears winning this game. We did. We did both have the Bears winning this game. Uh, I think the Bears win it in a slightly more convincing fashion. I, I think the Bears' defense is ascending. The Packers' offense is descending. And I think it's one of those situations where the Bears D kind of gets the better of Jordan Love in week one uh, prior to Green Bay kind of getting all of their bumps in the road sorted out. And I think Green Bay is going to be a bottom, maybe a 500 or slightly better than 500 team by season's end. But I think they might struggle early. And this is a game I think we can get them. So uh, for me, I'm going to say Claypool gets a touchdown and Komet get a touchdown. Uh, Mm. Those are my two guys who I think get them, uh, you know, in the end zone. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping we get, like I said, either a defensive score or a special team score. So that kind of gets me into that 20-plus range.
1: Okay. So, funny enough, I was watching uh, – I, I know it's just crazy as sounds. Uh, on my YouTube feed, I saw a simulated game in Madden, you know, this year's Madden, between um, Green Bay and the Bears, right? So I was like, huh, let's watch this simulated game, see what, what Madden thinks. It was a very close game. <laughs> uh, it turns out Green Bay did win the Madden version of the game. Um, the Bears offense couldn't really produce any points, it feels like. And literally you just saw Justin Fields drop back, wait, 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 him take off. Justin Fields drop back, wait, wait, take off. Like essentially the offense looked very similar to last year's. Justin Fields is making everything happen essentially by him running the ball, which you don't want to have happen. It's just, it's how funny, like when I was watching this simulation, I was like,
0: like this looks like last
1: season. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this looks like last year. Like what's going on? But um, you know, it's, it was just very interesting to kind of see, you know, when you look at it from Madden's perspective, especially when it's simulated, so they're not, you know, active players in there, it's just the computer doing it. Um, it looked like a football game. Like funny enough, like, You know, you can kind of see how, like, if you just, like, abstractly not playing Madden, just watching Madden, I was like, oh, my God, it's like watching a football game. But, you know, we didn't win that one. It just was interesting to see, like, oh, my God, I'm getting close to football where I'm thinking about Madden simulations of these two teams. But, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Like, Green Bay's punter was still Pat O'Donnell in the game. So they haven't obviously updated the rosters yet uh, in Madden because I don't think Pat O'Donnell's on the uh, Green Bay. Not anymore. Yeah, so – but yeah, I'm looking – I'm so looking forward to this game. You cannot – like let's get right to the chase, right? That's what this season to me in this first game is. We're going to cut right to the chase. Aaron Rodgers is no longer in this division. Are the Bears going to just say, hey, what's up? We're here. This is our time. This is our our time to run this division um, for the next several years, and we're going to put a stamp on, hey, we're here better pay attention to us that's that's what i'm hoping the team comes in with that type of energy into this game and you know they've been beaten by green bay for so long they got to start to bring the fact that this is the packer game like this means something to the people of chicago it should mean something to the team i think it does but i mean it's it's hard to say when you're going up against aaron Rodgers every every year twice a year it's i can see why you're like she's just like going up against jordan you're like oh my god He's so good.
0: He just keeps beating yeah. us. Now's your shot. Let's just see how we do. So, so funny enough, I, I thought about this on my on my drive home today, and and it's it's interesting that you mentioned Jordan because yeah. I remember growing up watching the Bulls, especially in the late '80s, just get the shit kicked out of them by the Detroit physically, right? The the bad boy Pistons used to just beat up Jordan, beat up Jordan. Yeah, and, you know, to the point when Jordan finally was like, "The hell with this," right? got in the weight room, put on a whole bunch of muscle, and then came out the next year and just smoked them, right? I, and Now, it's not obviously a playoff game or anything like that, but I think in terms of making a statement against a rival team, this is kind of that moment where if the Bears just come out and stomp Green Bay, right, and I mean just completely stomp them, you know, two touchdown or more victory, you can really – demoralize a team going forward and really might, you know, set Green Bay back, you know, for a season or a couple of seasons with one game. And I, I mean, I hate to say a week one game is that pivotal, but this could be a real, like you said, it's a statement game for the bears early on. And, and I can't believe I'm saying it at week one, right? Like this is a game I think well, you have to have. Well, it, it would be nice.
1: It, we, I just talked about it. Week one is wild, right? Right. You go, oh, my God, we beat the Packers. And we're like, and next thing you know, we're drafting first again. You just don't know. Week one week one is crazy time, and it's not a true predictor of the season, in my opinion, nowadays.
0: It really is. But from my perspective, it's if the Bears come out and lose and lose in traditional playing against Green Bay fashion, right, where they just – you get your heart ripped out again. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, it takes – to me, it takes so much air out of the room I, it, you know, listen, for the season.
1: I don't – I – look i've just seen enough from last year that if you're a good team one week one loss is not going to bite you two oh and two is a different story statistically when you get to that oh two oh three range making the playoffs now statistically you're in problems oh one i don't care i mean uh of course you want to come out in a win you want to come out with momentum but what i'm hoping what i'm hoping to see even if the game is close the bears win by like three points it doesn't matter. Like I just want to see them coming out with intensity and the belief and the note, and they didn't fight. Like even if like, the, let's say the Packers are up, Jordan, I mean, Justin Fields is, you know, Jordan Love just scored. Justin Fields, two-minute warning, drives down, and they just cut short. Like they didn't, you know, they couldn't do it, right? Uh, I'm, okay, I'm okay with all that, to be honest. I'm not going to put too much pressure on me or I would say on this team to say, like, well, if you don't win this game – you're pretty much done for the season. Like, I know you're not saying that, but this team I think has a lot of belief and resiliency. I'm not too worried about week one. I just want them to come out with some pop and some intensity and, and basically say, hey, we own this division now. Like, this is our, fuck, fuck Detroit. Forget about Detroit. Forget about Vikings. Like, forget about everyone else. This is our time. We've got the window right now that we're building this is our time. You know, windows are shortening now. This is it. So this is the beginning of, of hopefully, a, a you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly transition to another analogy. Look at the cubbies. Cubbies came out warm. Now they were cooled off. Every, they, were writing, they, were writing, they were written off. Who's, they were like supposed to be the biggest traders during the trade deadline. Now they're making a strong run to the postseason. So it's not about how you start. It's going to be about how you finish when it comes to this season. But of course you can start strong. You want to, but if they, if they're very, Michael, what you don't want to see is the reverse of what you just said is we come out and we get their butts kicked by the Packers. If that happens, you're going to have to take a step back and say, can it correct it? And hopefully it doesn't linger in the week two. I just don't see that happening the way our coaches are and our culture is. I just, don't know if that's going to be as much of a factor as it was in the past but again i don't see this see happening
0: because i mean even last season right there was only really one or two games where i watched from like
1: yeah, no, I, there was a lot of games i
0: started out for we we're like we're gonna lose this game yeah but there's only a couple of games where we we're like we're gonna get blown out right yeah and
1: we and we were uh, in quite a few games even last year and we, i mean we kind you of know one in
0: one in seven in one score games last year so right i just look at it as like if
1: you if you say we're going to have more than two turnovers, we know that DJ is going to get some touches and some big plays, and you're saying that Chase Claypool is going to have a better game than Darnell Mooney in a touchdown. It's going to be hard to beat us.
0: I, I think so, and this is why I think we both have the Bears coming out on top yeah. in this game. Yep. They're, we will find out in a couple of days. I know. Friend. This is it. Is. it. Uh, so this
1: is, this, is, this is the beginning. Close.
0: I can taste it. Yep. I can taste it. I'm going to go get my appetizer with the rest of this Kansas City-Detroit game and, you know, hopefully watch Detroit get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> Just well, fuck this, Detroit I and fuck Green Bay.
1: But okay, listen, I, I can tell you right now that I think the division is going to be very competitive. I think Green Bay is going to be a team that people haven't talked about because there's no Aaron Rodgers and there's question marks. I still think they're going to be a pretty good team. I think they have a good coach and they have good talent. Um, Jordan love might be, that's the biggest question mark for green Bay. Cause no one really seen him in, in action. Um, but we just don't know if he comes out and looks sharp, looks crisp then green Bay is going to be a threat. Uh, but you know, again, we're going to see like, this is the same thing. Like you just don't know what you're getting into sometimes until you start to let the bullets fly. Yep. And the Bulls are starting to fly now. Like, this is it's it. It's time. It's live it contact. Time
0: the starters stay on go. the field
1: the whole game. So let's just see how well they do. And I'm, I'm excited. Let's do it.
0: Time to go. So three days away. We will be back again on Sunday immediately after the game. It takes us, you know, a little bit of time to get it recorded. But we should have uh, the Sunday recap up, you know, definitely by evening time Sunday. Yeah. And then here we go, Andre. Game number one, right on the precipice. On that note, uh, if you like the show, please do us a favor, share it with a friend, you know, just help us grow the show. Andre, it is time to say goodbye to the people. See ya.